is the Miller Lite Top Draft. Bears legend Lance Briggs out here with us at Moretti's Ristorante and Pizzeria. I'm Anthony Heron. We're a couple hours in to tonight's festivities yes, out here are. in Edison Park. I've been having a, I've finished almost a complete thin crust pizza with a, a little sausage. You don't like some, thin crust though. Some up. As much. You know what? I, I really don't. I really don't. There are certain spots where, that's the thing, man, because I'm, because of the fact that I'm from here, I think a lot of times kind of the, like the old heads from Chicago, but, oh, man, deep dish, that's just a tourist thing. I love deep dish pizza. I do, and I don't, I don't mind pride. I feel like that. it's a pride thing. And, by the way, I put ketchup on my hot dogs. So what? That's how I like it. That's just my thing. But it's there's blasphemous. certain spots I like the thin crust pizza from, and now I can add Moretti's to that list. I got some green peppers, some black olives, a little sausage, and it is Ooh. very tasty. Now that it's chilly yes. outside, I don't mind finishing it. I okay. really don't. Do you, are, you, are, you a, are you a ranch or blue cheese guy? Ooh, with, with the wings, it, it depends on how hot, man. If it's if, if there's a little more heat to the wings, I'll go blue cheese. But if it's just kind of a standard flavor, because I'm not a big spice guy, mm-hmm. I need something to kind of thin out the spice a little bit, and blue cheese does that a little better Oh, you're for like me, a but, food network guy. I mean, you would, I've, if, I've if the meal that. was really good, you would find a reason. <laughs> like, God, the acidity is too high. You got to critique it. You know, that, that's my kryptonite, man, is spice. I can only handle so. Are you a big spice guy? Uh, yeah. I mean, you from yeah. I will live yeah. all the time I, you I spent in Arizona, AZ, right? Yeah, yeah. Man, it was it, you know, it's it's how what's the hottest hot sauce you can put a, put on your taco today? <laughs> so you basically have no taste buds. Is the, uh, is the most right time, now. most yeah. time it's numb. Uh, it's numb. It's just from here to here. It's right. Numb. Yeah. And there's a there's a full and eclectic menu here at Moretti's. I mean, whether yes. it's a, a pizzeria or a, a, a speakeasy or just a, a standard Italian restaurant, whatever it is, man, there's very they, they got multiple. It is a, a various menu here, a lot of variety, and yes. folks have been out here taking it in. We appreciate everybody who's willing to sit outside with us free for too. the top draft. Has to be gluten free for who? Gluten free. Oh, they do have. Okay, they, they have, have available. Gluten. Yes. Yeah. It's okay. Available. I was gonna say what I saw you eating earlier did not appear to be gluten free. Oh, uh, it, okay. it didn't look like it, but it might have been. <laughs> it might have been gluten. Yeah, might have been free. heavy gluten. Might have been heavy gluten. Um, we we are pro gluten here on the mm-hmm. top draft, and and everyone who's out here, we got some other folks signing up for their opportunity to win tickets to make sure they go see the Chicago Bears take on the New York football Giants. So signups will continue for the contest. You will find out basically over the next 24 hours if you get those tickets, a pair of tickets in the middle light loft and a pair of passes to the midway for the Bears versus the Giants on January 2nd. The winner will be drawn sometime by tomorrow. Tickets will be provided the week before game day. Lance Briggs with me here on The Score. He is on Twitter at Lance Briggs. I'm oh, yeah. on Twitter and Instagram at Big Ant Heron. And I told you a moment ago we were going to do uh, something I'll just call Ask Lance. Uh, there's okay. a few different questions that I've been thinking about as I was uh, riding on my way out here to Edison Park. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure that myself, that the other folks, man, just listening in out here in person got a chance to get to know Mr. Lance mm. Briggs a little bit better. Okay. Uh, we were talking a, a little while ago about – the way that the Bears have been uh, have been performing leading into the bye. Matt Nagy even addressed it earlier today. It's, it always feels better to go into the bye yeah. with a win than after a loss. Right. But either way, players got most, most of the week off coming up here. And it comes at a point in the season where they're nine games in. That body is definitely banged up. Most of them should be in the training room this week. Trying to get right? Yes. Trying to get right? Yes. Well, yes, they shouldn't be on a plane going anywhere. They should be in the training room well, every Mr. day getting healthy. Well, Mr. Lance Briggs, how yes. do you normally spend your bye week? Well, for oh, I'll tell you this. Um, for the my, the first six years, I didn't miss one practice. Okay, and Lovey was doing y'all like that, man. You never got the full bye week off. Nah, it was a pride thing. You know, oh, after, after it was one of okay. those jokes. It was 
It was yeah. one of those things where it was a joke and it was, it was you know, there's uh, the bye week and, mm -hmm. and early on it was, it was well, Erlacher's not practicing, but you got to practice. <laughs> you know, so I was like, well, but I'm starting. They're like, nope, you got to practice. So I practiced and I had each, each you know, so I go, I'm, I'm three years in uh. and it's like we're going into the bye week and we're doing this regular practice. They're like, Lance, you don't need to practice. I'm like, nope. <laughs> I haven't missed one practice, oh, and I'm okay. not going to start today. Okay, right? all right. So now so it was pride thing. Yeah, uh, so it was a pride thing. Set. And so then from there on, you know, everybody was going like, you haven't missed a practice, huh? <laughs> so it, so when I ended up getting hurt, and they're like, guess what? You're going to miss your first practice. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was, a, it was a, I, had to, I had to swallow my pride and, yeah, and, and, and right. move on from there. But, uh, but during that, that bye week, I would uh, – I would go home, and it depends on when the bye week is. Mm, you know, okay. if if the bye week was um, in in December mm. or like end of November, so right around there, oh, I'm going to I'm probably going to Arizona. Okay. You know, uh, if it was earlier on, I'll probably go to uh, California, anything yeah. like that. It's make trying to make plans with my buddies or my family or mm. something like that. But, and uh, folks tend, I mean, especially in like these social media days, folks react, man. Like they when they see players out on the beach during the regular season, even if it's on the bye week, man, folks got something to say about it. But when the season begins, like folks, you know, teams report for training camp in July. Mm -hmm. You are in like this nonstop body rock football mode. For pretty much every day, there's every not day. literally an off. Like Tuesday is sort of the quote-unquote off day. Usually still you're going in, you're getting massaged, you're watching some film, you're doing something to get yourself ready to be there for what's going to be the first physical practice of the week on yeah. Wednesday. So that bye week is kind of the only opportunity to exhale during the season. Yep. So when you got a little longer in the tooth or whatever, so your, your bye week, you would allow yourself to step back away from things for a bit? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, you wake up and you, you eat, drink and, and, and sleep football, uh, you know, and that's, and that's all you, you, that's all really all you do. You, I mean, obviously we, we get off at around three thirty four, and then we get and get to our family activities, but even our family activities, there's still game tape that we'd have need to watch and right. things that we would go over at home. Mm -hmm. So it's, uh, and it, if you are beat up, maybe you got like a tens unit, you got on your knee or you got to do some treatment while well, you're if at you, home. Well, you, if you get hurt, <laughs> You know, and that's why it was important for that that last game. Well, guys are like, ah, make sure I, you looked healthy. And yeah, because if they find out, they're like, hey, we'll see you on Wednesday. We'll see you on Wednesday. We'll see you. Man, oh, you hurt, Lance? Are you? You're you're, you're hobbling a little bit. Just hobbling along. I'm good. I'm do good, we need though. to see you on Wednesday? We're like, no, nah, I'm. No, I'm good. I think I lost a cleat. I think I'm, my cleat broke. I'm asleep in my hyperbaric chamber. I got it under control. I'm all good. I'm all good. Michael Jackson style. Yeah. <laughs> I remember we had a guy. I forget his. I forget which which teammate it was, but I remember a teammate that had all these plans, and he was like, "Oh, can't, going to the Bahamas, you know, have a plan. Everybody's packed, and we're ready. We're gonna be ready after the game. Right after the game." And he gets an injury, you know, uh, one of those is going to require, you know, uh, uh, a cast, that okay. kind. We're yeah. like, guess you ain't going to the Bahamas, uh, buddy. <laughs> Family going with or without you? the worst <laughs> yeah. before bye week. You want that time away. Of course. Uh, all right, let's stick with a little more ass lads here. So, um, speechifying. There, there's some guys who just got it, man. Like some some dudes, whether it's a player or a coach, not all coaches are created equal when it comes to like that pregame motivation, the rah-rah, yeah. like, you know, like Vince Lombardi type stuff to really get guys all juiced up. And not every player needs that, but 
you're going to hear from the coach before you take the field every game regardless. Some coaches are better at it. Some players are better at it. Who sticks out to you in your years of all the speechifying that has been heard? Like, were there, were there some that were just always rock solid, getting you, like, that right message you needed before you took the field? Uh, yeah. Two, two guys, um, my, my uh, youth football coach, uh, Mike Costa, he called him hmm. the Italian Stallion. Okay, all right. He was, he, he, he's about a... He fit right in here. He's about six, oh, yeah. pizzeria. Absolutely. Okay. He about, right. about six, four, six, five. Yeah. You know, got a raspy voice. Okay. And we would, and at the time, it's illegal now, but we would, we, before games, we would do uh, Bulls in the Ring. Oh, okay. You yeah. know, we'd do uh-huh. Bulls in the Ring, and then he'd bring everybody up. And he said, come here, come here, come here, come here, everybody come here. You know, and it was funny, because I tried, I tried his speech and screwed it up, too, in the league, right? And he's like, listen. He's like, he's going to take one half at a time, one series at a time, one play at a time, one minute at a time for 60, for 60 minutes, sell yourselves out. Mm-hmm. You know, he had yeah. a good energy about himself, right? Right, right. And so uh, Ruben Brown used to lead our, our, uh, uh, our okay. chance coming out of the locker room. Yeah. So when Ruben Brown left, everybody was like, well, who's going to do it? Uh-huh. Who's going to do it? Uh-huh. You guys don't understand. It was it's a tough job to do the the pregame speech because everybody was waiting for you to screw up. That's just, that's, that was our, that's what, now our, our team personality was different to everybody else. You know, you know. I mean, like you, you we're we're waiting for Winston uh, James Winston start <laughs> right, licking right. W's. You start know what I mean? W's, right. We're right. uh, not licking no W's, man. You idiot, get out of here. You know. And so it was. Uh, <laughs> So, you know, everybody's like, Briggs, you do it. You do it, right? Okay, so okay. I tried his speech, right? And I almost did it again, too, <laughs> where I was like one half at a time. You know, and I got down to it, one series at a time, one minute at a time. And I was like, for 60 seconds, sell yourselves out. And guys were like, for 60 seconds? You always want us to play 60 seconds, Briggs? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm never doing this again. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing First it First day, last yeah. time. Uh, retired early from the speech of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ask Lance, ask Lance, and we'll keep up. Oh, so pregame, man, because sometimes, and aside from the speech, there are times like whether it's the night before, but certainly the day leading into the game. Now, if you got like a primetime game, you don't want to get amped up too Correct. early in the day. But like for me, when I was a youngster, like, you know, I, I wasn't even allowed to play high, football before high school because I was too big for the weight limits in our youth football leagues around here. Oh, that's but. The program was the movie. Like me, my teammates, we get together the morning of a game and just watch the program. Mm. We watch it twice if we had to, over and over again. A lot of cats don't really know because the program's a little longer ago, over 20 years at this point. It's but timeless, there, though. It is. It's it timeless. is. You got that saying, yeah, it was a little, little, you got to suspend some disbelief by people putting their heads through windows or whatever else. But it, it's a fun movie. I, I feel like there was a time. <laughs> where Have you ever put your head through a window, Lance Briggs? Have I ever put my head? No, yes, I put Latimer style. I put my head. Hand through a window. Okay, All I right. definitely put All my right. hand through a window. Right. And I was, I remember, I was. Um, uh, it was after a win, mm-hmm. which we didn't do a lot of in college, <laughs> and uh, I was. Desert Swarm, y'all wasn't about it. We had a we were we had a top ten defense. Uh, we had a top ten defense. We just weren't <laughs> not it. exactly yeah. the same on offense. Right, right. Dick Tommy was it? Dick Tommy, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, it was All under right. Dick Tommy, yeah. and I was, I was, I was trying to break into my my own apartment because I didn't have a key. But I was always good at popping windows. You know, when I'm growing home, I was popping window in did my mom's house all the time. Did you live alone? Uh, no, I had a roommate. I had a roommate, but my roommate wouldn't wake up. Oh, okay, okay. Roommate was inside. Roommate was inside, okay. right. And so uh, no cell phones yet back then. It maybe. wasn't like yeah, it was different. Yeah, it was a little different. Yeah, couldn't just shoot him a text. So or when DM I them. yeah, so <laughs> I had a you know my friend was with me and I was like, don't worry, 
I know exactly what I'm doing. And I went, pow! And I, I mean, hand went right through it, bloody uh, all over the place. They were like, oh, you know what you're doing, huh? It looks like it. Hand through the window, dummy. Full blood sport right yeah. there. Full blood sport. Yeah. So you did put your hand through a window. Absolutely. Um, so when you were putting your hand through windows yes. pregame, uh, so what was what was like the song? What was your go-to song that you had Ooh. on the? What did you have? The Discman at, at that point. What, what was on the Discman? I fought. I fought the iPod for a while. Okay. I fought the iPod right. until I saw everybody in the locker room just switching music. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it look real easy. Go, go change it. Just change shuffling. my disc. <laughs> right. so nothing yeah. when I got, you know, they're like, I just click my button here, you know. Uh, but yeah. I, <laughs> Um, young Jeezy was was okay. heavy for All me, right. you know. He 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 really yeah, it was big time. Yeah, uh, um, I'm all I was all over the place though. I was all over the place. You okay, know? I, 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 was, I was a Busta Rhymes guy. I was a big Busta Rhymes. Guy. Okay, I can see Busta that. Rhymes I can see DMX. that. Yeah, I can get you up. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. The right yeah. mind frame. Big for that. fan. Yeah. Uh huh. All right. How about movie? What was there a go-to movie for you? Um, got you right. It wasn't a. It wasn't necessarily a go-to movie that I would prepare for uh, for a game. Okay, not like that. But but the program is up there. Yeah. Wildcats. Wildcats. All one of my right. favorite movies. Right. You know, it's and uh, I didn't know it was filmed at Lame Tech. You know, I didn't know uh, it was filmed Lame Tech till you know um, I had a family member that was telling me that's where it's filmed. He's like, I went to Lane Tech, and <laughs> and I was like, I, I, I really want to tour. I want to tour the high school. Uh, and I want to tour right. it, man, because uh, it's a uh, lot of uh, memories. Uh, uh. My name is Fitch. Fitch. Yeah. As you know, I used to <clears throat> but it, and, and the, But the program changed really changed my life because when I watched Alvin Mack, you know, I was uh, I was playing both sides of the ball, but okay. I was I really just wanted to run the ball. Mm. And then I saw Alvin Mack, and I'm like, <laughs> you know what? There's nothing cooler than defense. There's nothing cooler than being like that guy right there, you know? And uh, and so it Did you ever really had one of those moments like, what was your assignment on this play, Lance? Kill the Kill quarterback. quarterback. Oh. Uh, I was like, hit the running back so hard, it <laughs> feels it. We don't talk like that on the offense. <laughs> Nobody talks like that on the offense right offense there. Offense about like yeah. ball security. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep, you screw this one up, you're out of there. Kill everybody. No, you need that. Razor, bear claw, stinger. For anybody yeah. who hasn't seen the program, if, if anybody who hasn't seen it in a few years, yeah, yeah, make sure you get that in. Not only did it change me from wanting to uh, to play from offense to want to play defense, but I was like, I have to experience college. Like, uh, I, I have to experience college now. Did you want to go to ESU? You're out I, there like, yeah. Uh, no, I didn't want to go. No, <laughs> no, no. No, I didn't want to go to ESU, but uh, <laughs> but, it, but, but it was – but I wanted to go to a college that had that kind of atmosphere. Right. Yeah, right. Absolutely. And for folks, I mean, you actually you got your Wildcat hat. So you went mm -hmm. from Bear Down in college. So folks don't know. I didn't know until I started covering the Pac-12 – Arizona's kind of mantra is bear down for different yeah. reasons, but just like Chicago Bears is bear down here. So you yes. went from bear down in college to bear uh -huh. down in the pros. I was talking to my buddy uh, uh, last week before this 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 uh, homecoming game, which Arizona finally snapped the Got longest that losing streak. Got that dub, Dead and, fish. and uh -huh. we were talking about bear down, and 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 he was having a drink and he was trying to toast me, <laughs> you know. And he says uh, he's like good old button salmon. And because uh, it comes from uh, a player. Oh, okay, yeah. player uh, was on his deathbed, and those were his last words. Yeah. He was like, tell the team to bear down. Mm. And that's where the, the, the motto comes from. Um, and I'm like, what kind of player do you think a guy nicknamed Button played? <laughs> you know? And he, like, he sat for a minute. He was like, yeah, right, right? Like, right. like his name was Button. Like, you know, right? his nickname was Button. That wasn't uh, his, you know, his name was John, but his name was, yeah, yeah, was Button. I'm yeah. wondering, like, what? Doesn't sound like he was a thumper. 
Probably not. You know what I mean? Probably, Probably not. not you maybe, know? maybe a slot receiver. You know, maybe something <laughs> like that. Run some button hooks or whatever. Maybe that's why. So that's it was. Why. It was fun, man. We both laughed about that for a while because we, we've known it for a long, longest time. Uh huh. Would you? Would you struggle with? Because we were talking about the the new emphasis on taunting flags. If the game was officiated today, like it was, you know, a decade ago, or, or yeah, if the, if the no. game was officiated a decade ago, no. like it is today. No, nah, wouldn't it work have, for you. I wouldn't. I would have any problem with taunting. Okay. I wouldn't have any problem taunting. It's how about personal fouls? I mean, if you've ever, if you've, if you've ever followed followed the Bears when I was playing and you mm-hmm. saw me play, you you wouldn't have seen any taunting. You wouldn't. Have, you never would have seen a play really. I'm I'm, I'm trying to think of one that might have been questionable. The only thing you would have. The only thing, but I would have. I would have been fine for. I would have been fine and ejected for hitting. Okay. That I yeah. would have. Right. That I would have. However. If a player, and I will highlight this, and I'll tell you guys right now, um, I'm going to play film of the way that Minka Fitzpatrick plays football uh-huh. to not only my kids, but the kids that are in my circle to say, listen, you can still play football like right. this. Right. You know, this guy, I mean, it, that I jumped out of my chair when he hit uh, Justin <laughs> You know, and I was right. like, there's no flags. Uh-huh. You know, and he hit some other folks, you know, during that game. And I was like, okay. You, I thought you could, and yeah. even, even on a pass play, mm-hmm. you know, he hit low. He hit, it was a legal low hit, and right. it was, and he jarred, he jarred the ball uh, from the receiver. Um, I've always been impressed with him, even when he was at Alabama. But, uh, but, but the way that he plays, you, you can play fast, you can play hard, you can hit hard. Mm-hmm. And he does that, no mm-hmm. doubt, for the Steelers in their secondary. Uh, let's get one, one more in. Then, did you, um, because we were talking about the, the way that the refs ended up influencing the game last night was was there ever a moment where you felt like in game if you if you had a little chatter with the official you made some call you didn't agree with did you ever feel like you actually were able to influence him like maybe you're like oh look he's twitching he's moving before the snap and then like two plays later he actually caught it because you pointed it out to him or something like that did you ever feel like you were actually able to influence the refs at some point while you were out there i'm glad you said this okay all right all right so we're doing ask lance yes we were we were undefeated at the time at arizona it was game three, and in Tucson, and Ohio State comes to Tucson. Okay, mm-hmm. and it was a, it was a hell of a game. And one of the deciding factors of this game was a deep ball. Okay, this deep ball was I'm from the so from the angle that I'm running, I can see the receiver go up, and as he comes down, the ball slips down and bounces off the ground off okay. the grass. All right. The referee from the far side, on the back side of the receiver, runs in and does this here. Mm-hmm. Okay, we didn't get we we didn't get instant replay. Right, there's no replay review back then. I ran to this ref and I'm like, he dropped the ball, bounced off the ground, and he was like, nope, it was a catch, <laughs> you know. And they end up scoring on this play. This I would I think it was a third down. We would have been off the field. Okay. Okay. Um, I think we lost the game 24-17 or something like that, whatever, 16 or something. Mm. Uh, ESPN plays the play, right? And they mm. say, they show the ball go down and bounce off the grass. Okay. And I remember, I remember the last thing I said, I said, you're going to regret that call. <laughs> you know, I don't know if he was watching ESPN <laughs> that right, night or right, anything. Right. I mean, he probably didn't care. <laughs> but I was, I was definitely right on that play, you know, and that play, you know, we, it could have changed the outcome of the game. Yeah. <clears throat> but we lost. 
Okay, well, that, that happened a lot of time when folks played Ohio State yes. back in that point <laughs> and today as well. Lance Briggs here with the Middle Light Top Draft. We are at Moretti's Ristorante and Pizzeria having a great time. Uh, one more segment to go with Lance when we return. Because it is the bye week and there is this sort of odd juxtaposition that the Bears have right now. We were talking at the top of the show about the excitement that, that is rightfully there for Justin Fields as a quarterback. Well, at the same time, there are where you see him developing, but it's in another loss. But you got these vets out there. You got the old heads. You got the, the expensive guys who they're at a point where you want to win games. That balance that is playing out for the Bears right now. We'd love to get Lance Briggs' thoughts on that. We'd love to get all you guys to continue as folks have been signing up for the, the contest there, the opportunity to win two tickets to the January 2nd game when the Bears will face the New York Giants. So make sure you continue to do that as we continue on the air here. But you must know. That, as we get off the air tonight, that'll be your last opportunity, and then they will declare the winner sometime between now and tomorrow. Tickets will be provided the week before game day. And passes to that Miller Lite loft and the Miller Lite midway for that game will, of course, be brought to you by Miller Lite because they are the proud beer partner of your Chicago Bears, a taste that Bears fans can depend on. The Bears, juxtaposition. This sort of gray area they're in right now, development versus wins, losses, everything else. We will talk to Lance Briggs about where they're at for the remainder of this season on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Middle Light Top Draft here from Moretti's Ristorante and Pizzeria in Edison Park. Bears legend Lance Briggs. I'm Anthony Heron here with you for one more segment. And uh, before we get into any of that, I see the college football playoff rankings are beginning to come out right now. I have a little more time towards the end of the show to get into some of the details on that. Unfortunately, Lance, I do not see the Arizona Wildcats ranked anywhere in the uh, the rankings that are coming out at this moment. You don't have to do, you don't have to do me like that. I mean, they, they, they got a dub. Uh, that's a big deal. Now, it was half the football team was out for the Cal Bears, unfortunately. So Cal was only able to field, I think, like seven and a half players. For most of the snaps they played in that game, Boy, but are you shooting all kind of fire at me right now? Jetfish got a win, you man. Firing napalm at me do right you, now. Do you have Woo! any? Do you got any experience with Jetfish? You know much about him. You feel good about where he's going to take the program? Uh, I do. I do feel. I feel good about him. I. I, I didn't in the beginning. Because he's been know, to be honest with you, in college over the years. There's a lot, well, well, there's a lot of. Uh, he's he's he is a. Uh, He's traveled a long road with a lot of teams and a lot of players and, and a lot of coaches, um, and and he didn't, you know, he didn't actually play football, you uh -huh. know. Um, yeah. um, man, there's a lot of candidates out there, a lot of ex Wildcats, really good coaches out there mm. that I thought uh, should have got got a, got an opportunity. Um, now, with that being said, once I was able to not only meet him and and uh, see what you know, I, I I thought honestly the best thing that he did was hire Don Brown. Okay. Um, who's coming from, uh, from Michigan, Michigan. Yeah. and um, he runs uh, a Tampa two style attacking mm -hmm. defense, a single gap defense, which I I love, you know, because you know in in the Pac twelve a lot of you know there, there's a lot of defenses running that 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 three three five style defense, yeah. which which yeah. which makes me want to throw up in my own mouth. <laughs> um, and he's putting four four defensive linemen down, and he's rushing the passer rushing the passer. Um, and they're playing better defense, you know. And for a long time, um, Arizona's really gotten away from what they've always been known for and what, what attracted me in the first place is they play defense. Um, and now with him there, at least at least uh, we, we, we're getting to see Arizona start to, to fight defensively again, and uh, that's warming. And I think that for, for where the program's at right now, mm -hmm. like, you know, it's been – 
a few different years of, of offensive-minded coaches. So Jeff yep. Fish, another offensive guy. But to be able to recruit to not only that conference to the Pac-12, but to be able to recruit there to Tucson. Like you were referencing the way they play defense being part of what drew you there. Yeah. And, I mean, to, to recruit there is, is a little different now than it is to some of the other spots that have a whole, like, giant budget to throw at it and, you know, get players from all over the country. Tucson's we, easy. All you got to do is get them on campus. Okay. You get them on all campus, right. the campus sells itself. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Trust me. You get, listen, you get a guy that's from Minnesota that can play football, that's from, <laughs> from Michigan, you know, or any of these cold mm. uh, um, um, states, right. and you come down to, uh, to Tucson in December and you see shorts, you know, and, and, and you see, you see uh, swimwear. You you're gonna know. You're gonna be like, ah, this is where I want to be. <laughs> All right, you know. And then yeah. we can just then we can start. And right now they're turning. You know, it's it's gonna take some time. It's a process. Um, but I like the direction that they're headed and and uh, the the players that they're going after, um, and and the the ability to, for the transfer portal too right. helps a whole lot in right. speeding up this process. Um, the the look for the wild Wildcats are gonna make making a name for themselves. Okay. It's, it's a it's a it's a slow grind, but. Um, brick by brick, they're going to get mm-hmm. themselves back up to uh, to respectable again. They will bear down, and mm-hmm. just like the Chicago Bears bear down here in our fair city. Bef- before you run, curious, just uh, as the Bears have some days off, got their bye week upon them right now, when they return, man, I mean, to at least have whatever momentum is there after a loss from just seeing the way the offense is beginning to emerge, do you think – Let's, let's assume that there's enough time where they didn't put Khalil Mack on injured reserve, they didn't put Eddie Jackson on injured reserve. If the Bears' defense is healthy after this bye week, it's a difficult schedule that's coming up. But have you seen enough between what the defense is like at full strength and this emerging offense? Do you feel like the second half of the season can get some more dubs for the Bears? If, they, if the Bears' defense coming back from the, the bye week can hold the Ravens' offense to the numbers that – uh, they did yesterday um, and reduced the points. Mm. The points need to match the number, the, 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 the number of yards and, and rushing where, and passing. That's where the short fields killed it. Correct. Right? The like short Pittsburgh fields absolutely killed it, right. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> then it, it, I think it, it gets really interesting. I think it gets really interesting. And, and, and you, you, you got to play this thing one game at a time. Um, you you never know, and I think this, especially this Baltimore team coming in, this would be a great matchup for for quarterbacks. Um, and and Justin should, I'm sure he is. He's like I have to outplay Lamar Jackson, mm-hmm. you know, which is a tough task. But right. if anybody can do it, I'm sure he can. <laughs> and as the as the season continues, if for whatever reason, like, I don't know what what the what the time is where Matt Nagy, his staff, the Bears franchise, do you think there comes a point where where they start to look more towards like getting let's make sure we're getting the young cats on the field, like, you know, Tevin Jenkins, if he should be in the lineup for Jason Peters sooner than later, if he's able to be healthy, if Kyrus Tonga should be getting out there instead of Angelo Blackson rotating with Goldman. Are the, do you think this coaching staff is really in position to, you know, to not and until they're mathematically out of the playoffs? Right. Not be fighting for the playoffs, uh-huh. you know. I, I, you know, I, I think we all really kind of understand that that uh, their backs of our were against the wall before the season started, mm-hmm. you know. And now that the season isn't looking good for the Bears, you know, the 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 playoff picture is starting to look bleaker and bleaker. 
Um, so is job status. You know, job status mm-hmm. is looking bleaker as well. So I, it's hard for me to think that that they would start moving those pieces around and say, all right, we're going to start playing for the future mm-hmm. when our jobs are still in line and we still have a chance. If we get in the playoffs, we save our jobs. You know, so I, it's that's a, that's a tricky that's a tricky question for uh-huh. me. You know, I think for most coaching staffs that have that have that stability, yeah, you start thinking, all right, how are we going to plug and we're going to play and what are we going to do? You know, what things are we going to try? You know, but but for this team, we need to get healthy. You know, because being healthy gives us the best chance to win. And with with Khalil Mack, if Mack is back, Team Hicks, if he's back from whatever this ankle was and gets that groin healed up for another week. You get Alec Ogletree back in the depth at inside linebacker. Betty Jackson's back in the secondary. Do you feel like specifically on the defensive side, the Bears have kind of shown enough where that, that defense can – maybe they'll never be like 2018 again, but at full strength, is this a defense that can keep them in every game? Yes, it is. It is uh, it, because it starts up front, and as long as they're able to get to the pass, the, uh, the passer, um, then they can neutralize and affect games. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it really doesn't matter what team you get up against. If you're, if you're getting pressure on the quarterback, um, that means that you're, effect, you're, you're absolutely affecting drives, you're affecting the game, and you're getting the ball back to your offense. Or you're taking the ball away defensively and, and, and lining it up for Cairo Santos. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, let me look at your grades real quick, man, that you put out there. Last night, did you do your did you do your grades? Absolutely. It was a really late game Every, last night. I didn't post them until this morning. I thought okay. it was too late. I didn't want people staying up too late. It was, you had to get up early in the morning. You know, right, let's, let's make sure folks know what you put out there. And then from the football after show, Lance Briggs had the the Bears offense at a B minus. Had a B minus. A slow start where they kind of it was a know. slow. But but you know that it's a it's a game. It's, it's an ebb and flow in a game. You're gonna have your ups. You're gonna have your downs. Um, but but I think when when we needed it, we we got we, they they delivered. And uh, and especially in that in the in the in the very end of the game, that's something that I I really want to get used to seeing, yeah. you know. And we know he's capable of it. Um, <clears throat> the moment is to me, he's a, just a guy that the moment is seems like it's never too big for him. Yeah, Bears defense, uh, not just a, a D, but a D plus plus, a D plus plus. <sighs> I really wanted to give them uh, a D plus plus means I wanted to give you something <laughs> higher. <laughs> But by rule, giving up 29 points is not okay. <laughs> so with that in mind, the points that went on the board, they got the it, D plus plus. D plus plus like means that you got a – D plus plus means you got a higher grade and <laughs> I got slapped back down to a Right, D. right, all right. Special teams, B plus, put a, put, put a touchdown on the board in special teams. Gave the ball away. Mm-hmm. Gave the ball away, but when you, when you, uh, when you score points, um, you, that cannot be denied. Yep. Like that. And then coaching, D. Yep. Um, and I think that was fair. I think that's more than fair, actually. <laughs> you know, I, I thought some of the play calling for, for Justin, you know, was fun. thought maybe they could have done more. But um, offensive was effective. Defensively, you gave up too many points. But you, it was delaying on a lot of short fields. You know, the, the numbers were around there. There were things, they were good, they were good and there were positives. You lost the game, you get a D. All right, the Bears three and six at this point going into the bye Lance Briggs, it has been a pleasure every yes. time we've done these Middle Light Top Drafts to be able to spend it with you. Really appreciate it, sir. Make sure, as you know, he is on Twitter at Lance Briggs. I'm sure everyone here is following him there. But then also check him out on the Football After Show. He Absolutely. is on there with his former teammates, Olin Krutz 
and, and Great Alex guys. Brown and David Kaplan, who is over there at NBC Sports Chicago as well. Any closing thoughts for the last middle light top draft we have with you this season? I mean, listen, there's always next week. You know, uh, we're, we're Bear fans. There's always next week. That's right. We will bear down. Our thanks to Lance Briggs, man. Right, Appreciate yeah. you being out here. Appreciate you. All throughout the season for the Miller Lite Top Draft. We are here at Moretti's Restaurante and Pizzeria. We will take a timeout. I will be back with you. I will talk some college football on the other side of this timeout because the college football playoff rankings, the full list is completely out. I will get into that and give you some of my thoughts, especially from a Big Ten perspective because, as we know, a whole lot of folks in the Chicagoland area repping not only their Bear Down areas on a Wildcats like Lance Briggs with his hat on, but all these different Big Ten institutions. We'll get into that and a number of other things in our final 20 minutes here. I'm Anthony Heron on Twitter and Instagram at Big Ant Heron. This is Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Out here in Edison Park, folks getting it in in more ways than one if my nose is not lying to me. This is the Miller Lite top draft. There, uh, there appears to be more than Miller Lite being consumed in the neighborhood at the moment. I make no, uh, I make no proclamations on exactly what that is, though. Anthony Heron and the great Lance Briggs just left the house here. I'm with you for just a few more minutes, one segment to go, but really appreciate everyone who has been out here celebrating and getting it in with us as the Miller Lite has been flowing. I'm up. The, these couple slices of pizza I did not consume, I will be bringing home with me because I thoroughly enjoyed that. Lance had his pasta dish that he was consuming as well. And I've seen a whole lot of folks with their buckets of Miller Lite just a guzzling. So that has been a good time that we've had throughout this evening. I referenced that the college football playoff rankings came out. So last week was the first college football playoff poll that they ended up releasing. They would do that every Tuesday night throughout the remainder of the college football regular season and then into championship weekend that first weekend in December. And then we'll get to the point where they'll have the final college football playoff rankings that will let us know who will be in the actual college football playoff, those top four teams. But as of the list that was put out tonight by the College Football Playoff Selection Committee. Georgia came in at number one, Alabama at number two, Oregon Ducks at number three, and the Big Ten having a representative in there where Michigan State ended up getting upset over the weekend by Purdue. So Michigan State dropped from number three. The Ohio State Buckeyes moved up to the fourth spot. We must remember that Oregon, who is at number three, defeated Ohio State in week two of the regular season. So the committee, they made it a big point last week, the college football playoff committee, to pretty much have like every team that beat someone else who was in the college football playoff top 25 last week. They made sure they were at least one spot behind that squad, if not multiple spots. They didn't have anyone who had actually defeated a team ranked above them. They made sure all those head-to-head -head matchups meant something. Now they got more data points, and that's what I didn't get to watch the special, obviously, because it is, I believe, still airing at the moment. But... Uh, the athletic director from my institution, my alma mater that I went to school at, Gary Barter, he's the one who gets to be kind of the, the public pincushion for everyone. He represents the college football playoff selection committee on television, then on the radio where they ask him a bunch of questions. A couple of quotes out there from Gary Barter still talking about the total body of work from some of the teams. But we did see an example where head-to-head -head was not honored in the same way that it was last week. I've told you the top four, Cincinnati ended up coming in at number five. So we do see the Bearcats now uh, a spot higher than they were last, or actually, what, two spots higher than they were last week. Now, Michigan at number six, Michigan State at number seven, and that's where head-to-head -head was not honored by the committee this week. As leaves fall from the trees above me, we saw where Michigan just two weeks ago 
was defeated by Michigan State. It was done in East Lansing at Spartan Stadium. The Spartans took down the Wolverines in comeback fashion. Michigan State, though, now after they've gotten upset by Purdue, the Spartans came in at number seven in the tonight release of the college football playoff rankings. Oklahoma, the Sooners at number eight. Notre Dame at number nine. Oklahoma State at 10. Texas A&M came in at 11. Wake Forest at 12. Baylor at 13. BYU at 14. Ole Miss at 15. NC State at 16. Auburn at 17, and now it gets Big Ten heavy. Wisconsin, the Badgers, came in at number 18. They are a team that is surging. They are ascending at the right time of the season here into the month of November. I mentioned Purdue a couple of times. Now Purdue, after being unranked last week, another upset of another top three team, not just top five team, but Purdue has won more games against top five competition as an unranked team than any other program in college football history. Purdue off their upset over Michigan State. They are now at number 19 in the poll. My Hawkeyes, University of Iowa at number 20 in the college football playoff rankings. A team that's omitted. 21 was Pitt, 22 San Diego State, 23 undefeated UTSA, 24 the Utah Utes, and 25 Arkansas. So you at least get multiple Pac-12 teams in the rankings right now. Lance's Arizona Wildcats not amongst them. But one thing that does occur to me, though, when you look at this list, and I haven't had – an opportunity to you know peruse it in deep detail yet, but not only that head-to-head that is not being honored between Michigan and Michigan State, but the Penn State and Nittany Lions, man. I mean, I think folks aren't necessarily recognizing what a quality team Penn State has been throughout the season, but when you look at the rankings, top to bottom, like Auburn is at number 17. Penn State beat them. Wisconsin is at number 18. Penn State beat them on the road. In Madison, Iowa's at number 20. Now, Iowa won that game against Penn State, but when you actually watch the game before Penn State starting quarterback, got knocked out by a ferocious hit from Iowa's linebacker to Jack Campbell. Uh, Sean Clifford, the Penn State QB, had to leave the game injured. Wasn't the same for the next couple of games after that, after facing the Hawkeyes and having a bye week worked in there. But Penn State was controlling that game against Iowa until Clifford got knocked out. So they didn't beat Iowa, but there are three teams within the top 20 that you could certainly make the case Penn State outplayed two of those teams in Auburn and Wisconsin who Penn State defeated. So it does stand out to me that, and I even referenced this last week with last week's rankings that ended up coming out, that it was odd to me that Penn State was, was unranked at that point. And now we're, we're starting to see the Nittany Lions you know, play sort of like the team they were earlier in the season. It's a big game that's coming up this week between Michigan and Penn State. The Wolverines, who are at number six in the college football playoff rankings right now, they're going to go on the road. Now, Penn State normally only does one whiteout each year. They did the whiteout early in the season when they played Auburn in the third game of the season. So I don't anticipate it's going to be a whiteout. A whiteout when they face Michigan, where like, you know, 110,000 people all have white shirts on and white hats and whatever else. Um, But I'm sure it is going to be a raucous atmosphere. And Penn State at 6-3 and on the season, you know, they played Ohio State couple of weeks back hung with the Buckeyes put up some big passing numbers made the Buckeyes struggle against their very talented NFL latent secondary in the end Ohio State ended up winning by what nine points 33 to 24 but Penn State is a good football team you had that upset loss to the Illini in that game where Sean Clifford could could barely throw a pass from from here to there you know to be able to get it to the wall over there but I think overall that's going to be a challenging game for Michigan. So that'll be something to watch very closely from a Big Ten perspective with that game. Because if Michigan comes out with that win, it's going to be another win on their resume against an unranked team. 
but it's a good team. It's a quality team. It's a team in Penn State that, in my opinion, should be. They're, they're certainly one of the top 25 teams in the country. Like, resume-wise, should they be there? Perhaps not. But, in my opinion, Penn State definitely one of the 25 best teams in America. So, the action is going to take place. That'll be Michigan at Penn State. That, that's going to be a good one. It's going to happen this weekend at noon Eastern, 11 Central. Wisconsin being in the rankings at number 21. Minnesota fell out of the rankings, understandably so, after they got upset by the Illini. So Illinois having multiple upset wins on their resume at this point in the season. Now the Illini finally get their, their bye week for this season. But Minnesota is going to travel to Iowa City to face the Hawkeyes. Florida Rosedale will be on the line. There's a, a pig statue, one of these trophy games that happens in the Big Ten Conference. It is about a 150-pound pig statue. One of the times that we defeated Minnesota when I was in college, I made the mistake of reaching up onto the mantle and grabbing Florida Rosedale off of it myself. I didn't realize how heavy it was, and I was a big strapping young lad at this point. Lifted a lot of weights, but I just grabbed it with one hand and hoisted it down. As I dragged it down off of the mantle, I almost killed someone next to me because I had no idea how heavy the thing was, so I almost dropped it on him. Fortunately, I grabbed it with the other hand. I called one of my teammates over uh, in a very agitated manner, and then the both of us carried Florida Rosedale off of Kinnick Stadium uh, as we were sort of you know, acknowledging and enjoying the victory that we had over Minnesota that day. But the Gophers traveled to Iowa City to face the Hawkeyes this week. That game will be on the Big Ten Network. Uh, so I'll be on the Big Ten Network this coming weekend. Won't be calling a game. I'm going to be in Indiana where Rutgers is going to be in Indiana facing the Hoosiers. So I'm going to do our pregame tailgate show uh, this Saturday morning. I'll be on there from 9 to 11. So you can see me doing that on the Big Ten Network. Before then, though, be on two shows for the Big Ten Network tomorrow. I'm going to go home. When I leave here, not going to bed. I got to take in the, this entire top 25 because I will be on a show called Big Ten Today. I'll be on there with BTN's Dave Refson from... 10 a.m. So normally our show Big Ten Today is on the Big Ten Network every day at 11 a.m. Tomorrow they got some Big Ten soccer tournament action. So we're bumped up an hour earlier. So 10 in the morning, if you want to turn on, whether it's the BTN Plus app or just watch the Big Ten Network, you can see me on there. We'll break down the entire college football playoff top 25, but we specifically we'll certainly focus on the Big Ten portion of those rankings, break down some of the top matchups, Michigan, Penn State, you know, Wisconsin being ranked and hosting Northwestern. So Wildcats fans listening in, you'll get my thoughts on that matchup. And then also the games that are going to take place between Minnesota and Iowa. See what my Hawkeyes are going to do. They've made a change at quarterback. We usually have Hawkeye fans out here taking it in when we come out to these Miller Lite top drafts. We do have some Hawkeye fans in the house. So that is nice to hear, even though we got a Notre Dame hat on the Hawkeye fan. But perhaps some split loyalties going on there. That is no problem. We, we can accept that. When I go to games between the Cubs and the Sox, I wear my white Sox hat, my Cubs t-shirt, so I feel where you're at. You don't have to just love one team, in my opinion. But Minnesota's going to face Iowa. going to break that game down for you in the morning as well. And I'm, I'm guessing there's going to be what we might term as the disrespect card that gets played by Mel Tucker, by Michigan State, as Maryland will take the road and go to East Lansing to face the Spartans now that Michigan State has dropped down in the college football playoff rankings and they're behind the Michigan Wolverines, who they just defeated two weeks ago. So I will cover all those subjects for you throughout the, the one-hour show that we would do on the Big Ten Network tomorrow, that show known as Big Ten Today. And then later on in the evening, I'll be on the big show as well. We'll talk some football and some hoops and a bunch of other stuff. But uh, I won't be on my, uh, my SiriusXM show tomorrow because we have an, an earlier show on the Big Ten Television Network, so I won't be on that. But then later in the week, I'll be back on SiriusXM Big Ten Radio. The next time... You hear me on 670 The Score will be Thursday where Dan Bernstein and Layla Rahimi, they have their show Bernstein and Rahimi. I'll be on there with them at 11 o'clock on Thursday 
just to uh, to make sure we give you the. I suppose it won't necessarily be a Bears bye week preview, but just my thoughts on what's happened up to this point in the first half of the season is there will be plenty to talk about and certainly coming off the performance we saw last night from Justin Fields. But I talked about last week just wanting folks to make sure they enjoyed what's taking place right now because the Bulls are an extremely fun team. The Bears, even in defeat last night, that was a fun game to watch. I'm guessing a lot of you stayed up checked it out, maybe even stayed up and watched me on the on Bears Post Game Live or watched Lance on uh, the football after show on NBC Sports Chicago. So there was plenty to take in with that. So make sure you take a moment, even in defeat, to enjoy what could be building for the Bears. And I would advise a lot of you, if you're not listening to the Bulls games here on The Score, it should be because you go over to the United Center because Shy Slamma Jamma is turning into something special. So I'm going to make sure I check that out at every opportunity as well. Well, this is my last opportunity to host the Miller Lite Top Draft. We've been having these over the course of the last couple of months. They have been so much fun. And thank Mother Nature for having the weather agree with us for the most part. This is the first kind of really chilly night that we've had. And even this isn't so terrible for, uh, for almost mid-November in Chicago. But a lot of thanks to give out. Thanks to Brandon Olson and uh, to Ray Elizondo, to Ryan Williams, to Ashley Field Shepkowski. Make sure she's out there listening in. To the boss man, Mitch Rosen, Rich Wyatt for making everything happen, making sure we're all set up and ready to roll for Justin Reisman as well. And back in the studio, my guy Brandon Fryer on the ones and twos. Lance Briggs is the reason most of you show up. This is the middle light top draft, so thanks to Lance. We're coming out here every week and sometimes multiple times a week, whether it's been myself or Mark Grody on these top drafts. All these locations we have been at have been spectacular, so thanks for your passion for the Chicago Bears and for the score. Thanks to Moretti's Ristorante and Pizzeria for the outstanding pizza that I do plan on taking home with me, the little bit that I didn't finish here, because this has been a magnificent night out in Edison Park. Anybody who didn't sign up to win some Bears tickets, just got a couple of seconds to do it, so make sure you do. And if you do, you will have an opportunity for those two tickets as the Bears face the New York Giants on January 2nd. Appreciations and salutations, everyone listening in and coming out. I'm Anthony Heron. This has been Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score.